What's up everybody, GenX Dividend Investor here. This is an exciting video for me because my dividend portfolio just hit a new all-time market value record of $2.5 million, which is an amount that is higher than I've ever been at. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised if a big market crash drops me back to a million or whatever, but one nice thing about being a dividend investor is that even when the market does crash, I'm pretty confident that the dividends I get from my portfolio will just keep trending up. And that's more important to me at this point in my life as dividends are our primary source of income to pay our bills. I say trend because I also acknowledge that some companies may cut or suspend their dividend. Feel free to jump to the timestamp on screen if you want to bypass my longer than normal intro coming next, though I urge you to practice patience and commitment and watch this entire video because I'm going to share some very important investing experiences and knowledge that I think all investors need to know. Before I kick things off I thought I'd share that I just got back from a vacation in Hawaii with my family and some friends and relatives. You gotta love Hawaii. Here's a picture of the ocean I took because the colors in the water were so amazing to me. While we were walking around I snapped this picture of Bank of Hawaii because it reminded me of PPC Ian who owns BOH as one of his dividend stocks, so I tweeted it to him. I'm sure most of you subscribe to PPC Ian, but if you don't then definitely check him out as I think he's the first channel on YouTube that was promoting dividends that I'm aware of and he knows what he's talking about. I'll include a link to his channel in the description below. Anyways, if you're new to my channel then welcome. I've been investing for over 25 years and originally created my channel as a way to share my investing experiences with my kids once they were ready to watch them. But now that I've been doing videos for about two years, I've come to believe that my purpose at this time in life is to influence as many people as I can to live frugally and invest intelligently, which is what I believe the simple secret is in order to become wealthy as the decades go on. So yeah, I teach the super unsexy, get rich slowly process, which I'm confident is achievable by everyone. Note that I said invest intelligently and not invest only in dividends intelligently. That's because while I primarily focus on dividends at this point in my life, I still invest in companies like Google and Amazon and in small caps like Atlassian, and even put some high-risk investment dollars into crypto. When I was younger I focused almost completely on growth, and then over time I became more and more of a dividend investor. So my two cents is that your primary focus should be on great companies that are growing, that you think will continue to grow, regardless of if they have a dividend or not. Some companies like Apple and Microsoft are a rare breed that have demonstrated both amazing growth and dividends. You can become wealthy a bunch of ways in this life, including with classic dividend stocks, but realize it's a very long road to get to a point where you can really live off your dividends, and be aware of how taxes work so you can optimize those realities to your needs. Usually it's older, more established companies that pay dividends rather than use that cash to enable growth. Thus, if you're younger and only investing in dividend stocks, you could be shortchanging your return potential. However, the motivating aspect of seeing the dividends come in might act as a catalyst for you to stay true to investing and focus on it even more as the decades go on, so keep educating yourself to finances and investing and I'm sure you'll do great with whatever unique path you make for yourself. Invest intelligently, don't try to get rich quick, don't go after penny stocks, don't put all of your money in the next dogecoin, but do invest consistently in strong companies for the remainder of your life in brokerage accounts that align to your goals and needs. I'm a believer that if you can roughly grow like the markets over long periods of time, you'll do great. The strongly considered is going with VTI or VU. You don't need to go with individual stocks to do well, and most people who do go with individual stocks do worse than the market. You can also do some ETFs and some individual stocks as well. Also, always double check any new information you hear before you act on it, whether it's from me or from anyone, because there are lots of inaccurate things that are said on YouTube, from big channels to small ones. Now with all that being said, while I personally don't only invest in dividends, it is my favorite way to invest, and I wish I could share how amazing dividends are with more people, as they are the most passive and least stressful way I've found to make ongoing increasing income. 
I really can't understate that. Each day I'm so appreciative and proud that I own companies like McDonald's and Microsoft and Apple and such. It blows my mind to continually see new cash showing up in my brokerage and I simply click a button to transfer it out to pay my mortgage and my healthcare and such. Yes, it took decades to get to that point, but yes, you can do it too. On an average salary. Just don't forget the live frugally part of the equation. Finally, I shared the details of my dividend portfolio to both inspire and to motivate others as to what's possible if you consistently invest for decades, not because I need my ego stroked over the internet. In real life, I'm very private about my finances, so none of my friends or relatives know about my net worth. I did live a more flashy lifestyle for a few years, but eventually I learned I was actually happier living more frugally. Thus, I needed to experience what it was like to have a big house and stuff like that to ultimately realize I didn't actually need or even want that. Regardless, I urge you not to compare yourself to me as that's not productive nor relevant. The opportunities and challenges I faced are radically different than your own. Remember, there'll always be people out there with larger portfolios than you and smaller portfolios than you. That doesn't matter, just like it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive or what shoes you wear or what job you might have. What does matter is if you're striving to better yourself given your realities. Are you making sacrifices to put yourself on a better path? Are you educating yourself on how to live frugally and how to invest? Watching videos like this are a piece of your financial education, so kudos to you for spending some time for your own growth. Also, are you surrounding yourself, either in real life or online, with like-minded people who want to better their financial futures? You know what else matters? Well, it's the next decision you make. You can be in a really bad place, but a wonderful part of life is that you can totally change things by making a decision and then following through with it. Remember, what can change your life are the decisions you make after you watch this video. Don't let your present reality block your desired future. So all of those things actually matter for you, not the size of my portfolio. That being said, if you do get inspired to see a real-life dividend portfolio that was built up over decades by someone who started from scratch without ever being handed a dime, then my YouTube channel is right for you. If you value videos like this, then please Hulk smash that thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. Thanks, I really appreciate you destroying that thumbs up button. I passionately share the positive impact that dividend investing has had on my life because I believe in it so much and because I desperately want others to experience its benefits like I have. I want everyone out there to head down an investing path so that they can feel more financially secure so that they can get on a path to retire in safety so that they too can experience how amazing it is to transition from being a consumer to that of being an owner, aka a shareholder. Trust me, you will eventually switch from being excited to buy material things to instead be excited to own more shares of great businesses. Financial literacy isn't something that most schools or parents teach. It can be hard to find people out there that you can talk to about this stuff. My YouTube channel, Twitter, Instagram, and my Dividend Discord chat server are all there to help the community investors and wannabe investors better their financial knowledge, as well as are there for you to talk investing in finances with like-minded positive people. Okay, let's jump into Fidelity. So this is a summary view of my dividend portfolio that Fidelity provides, taken on Friday, July 30th, 2021. You can see that my portfolio value is around 2.5 million. On the lower left side is my balance history, which shows that I transferred my accounts from Fidelity in February, coming from E-Trade. Watch my other videos if you want to hear why I did that. In the bottom middle of the page is an asset allocation graph, and it shows you that my dividend portfolio is 99% domestic stock and 1% short term, aka cash. And it says that this is the most aggressive asset allocation, because I don't have things like bonds, which I never intend to own. Not now that I'm retired, and not when I'm ancient. I have confidence that my diverse dividend income can handle the hiccups in the world enough that I'll never need to own bonds. That doesn't mean you shouldn't, and as always, don't take any of this as financial advice. 
It's also important to understand that many of my companies generate the majority of their revenue outside the USA, so I'm not sure domestic stock is a perfect categorization of all my positions. On the bottom right of the screen, we see how the markets closed on Friday, where they were down about 0.5% on average. Moving on, this screen in Fidelity shows the balances of my accounts. You can see I have three main accounts, and I have blacked out my actual account numbers. On top is my dividend IRA, which is about 1.13 million. Next is my taxable account, which is at 1.28 million. And then we have my wife's rollover IRA, which is at 98K. You can also see that today was a red day and the accounts were down about 13K from the previous day. My wife has chosen to continue to work even though I'm retired now, so she does about 30 hours a week in a job where she gets to chit chat with lots of other people, which she really enjoys. But her jobs haven't always had 401Ks. And one of the mistakes I made for most of my life was I just focused on my investments, not my wife's, thus her account is relatively small. She has another account we will transfer into here at some point, and knowing my wife, she will push for it to all go into realty income. Anyways, you can see that about one half of the dividends are in taxable and one half are in tax sheltered accounts. Another mistake I made was not pushing to use a Roth. I actually opened one up a long time ago, but then never bothered focusing on it. I encourage you to not make the same mistakes. I'd also recommend that you discount videos that say that 401ks are bad and you shouldn't use them. I've been using 401ks for over 25 years and loved getting that employer match and it was the easiest way to grow my wealth on autopilot. I didn't max out my 401k contributions for the majority of my working years because either my salary was too low or I just didn't bother and there were times I didn't even contribute when I was between jobs. The first year I started working in the 90s my salary was 30k which is like 56k in today's dollars which is okay but not awesome and I've probably put 6% in or something. But compounding for decades adds up and I managed to grow my retirement account to over a million and I never really missed the money that was taken from my paycheck. So I'm a big proponent of 401ks. Of course you need to weigh the pros and cons of employer 401k matches versus Roth contributions versus whatever, so educate yourself to ensure you are set up for long-term success. Here's what that same information looks like on the Fidelity app on my iPhone taken on Saturday, July 31st, where I screenshotted it and blacked out some sections. This one has some dividends that just came in for processing, so it shows some amounts that are a bit higher than the previous screenshot that I took from my desktop on Friday. Okay, let's start with the smaller rollover IRA account. Back to my Friday desktop screenshots before the dividends came in. This is sorted from largest to smallest position, and the total for this account is about 98k. My wife's largest position is her favorite, and that's realty income, the monthly dividend rate. She loves O because it's real estate that pays us monthly, has no liability issues, has no management or maintenance issues, and is liquid. Over the decades we've gotten to deal with some annoying real estate things, so realty income fits both of our preferences quite well. She has 583 shares of it, which is about 41 grand worth, which yields about $137 a month in this account. I own it in my IRA and we'll show you those shares in a bit. By yield, I just mean how much dividends come from it. You can calculate how much dividends you'll get by multiplying the number of shares times the amount per share. So in the O case for this account, it's 583 shares times 0.2355 per share, which gives $137 of dividends that are paid into this account each month. All the other stocks I have pay quarterly. Part of the reason I show my brokerage accounts like this is because every so often I get someone new who joins my channel and when I only show my spreadsheet in a video they end up leaving a comment saying something like, I don't believe you have all those stocks. Anyone can show a spreadsheet. Okay, back to it. Then we see 100 shares of Home Depot worth about 33 grand which yields $165 per quarter, i.e. every three months. And then 155 shares of Travelers worth 23 grand which yields $136 per quarter. Finally, we see $1,116 of cash, which Fidelity stores in SPACs, which is their money market account. 
You'll notice that there aren't any fractional shares because when I transferred from E-Trade to Fidelity, it sold all the fractional shares. And since I also turned off all my drips around nine months ago, I've remained at full shares. I turned them off because I started using my dividends to pay bills. Before that and for multiple decades, I was reinvesting them, aka I had all their drips on to let the compounding work. The dividends from my taxable account, along with my social media business and my wife's part-time job, collectively pay all of our bills, with the majority coming from the dividends. Each month we end up with some surplus we save. Because of the surplus, I've not needed to withdraw dividend cash from the retirement brokerage accounts, which is why you see the SPAC's cash amount in here. I'll probably let it grow for a bit and then do something with it. Right now I'm just watching. Okay, now let's look at the taxable account. You can see 1.28 million in total in here, and starting from largest position to smallest, we see 2,829 shares of MO worth 136 grand and which yield $2,433 a quarter. Next is 1,270 shares of PM worth 127 grand and which yield $1,524 a quarter. Then 4,473 shares of AT&T worth 125 grand which yields $2,326 a quarter. T is a company that recently announced that they're cutting their dividend, but unlike many investors out there, I'm actually more bullish on my return potential with them given what they're planning on doing. You can watch my May questions and answers video if you want to hear my reasons why. Then 668 shares of J&J are worth 115 grand, which yields $708 a quarter. 374 shares of Microsoft worth 106 grand, which yield $209 a quarter. 1,303 shares of ExxonMobil worth 75 grand, which yield $1,133 a quarter. 448 shares of Pepsi worth 70 grand, which yield $481 a quarter. 657 shares of Duke worth 69 grand, which yield $647 a quarter. 408 shares of Apple worth almost 60 grand, which yield $90 a quarter. 294 shares of 3M worth 58 grand, which yields $435 a quarter. 857 shares of Coca-Cola worth 49 grand, which yield $360 a quarter. 416 shares of AbbVie worth 48 grand, which yield $540 every quarter. 467 shares of CVX worth 48 grand, which yield $626 a quarter. 311 shares of Procter & Gamble worth 44 grand, which yield $271 a quarter. 161 shares of McDonald's worth 39 grand, which yield $208 a quarter. 409 shares of Colgate Palmolive worth 32 grand, which yield $184 a quarter. 227 shares of Kimberly Clark worth 31 grand, which yield $259 a quarter. 453 shares of Southern Company worth 29 grand, which yield $299 a quarter. And finally, 426 shares of Leggett and Platt worth 20 grand, which yield $179 a quarter. Okay, now let's look at my IRA account, which was too big on the screen, so I had to cut and paste the bottom couple rows to fit onto a viewable screen. You see it's at 1.13 million. Again, from the largest to the smallest positions in this account, we have 1,330 shares of Apple worth 194 grand, which yield $293 a quarter. 412 shares of Microsoft worth 117 grand, which yield $231 a quarter. 449 shares of JPM worth 68 grand, which yield $449 a quarter. 459 shares of PG worth 65 grand, which yield $399 a quarter. 249 shares of McDonald's worth 60 grand, which yield $321 a quarter. 717 shares of Realty Income worth 50 grand, which yield $169 a month. 320 shares of Pepsi worth 50 grand, which yield $344 a quarter. 
250 shares of 3M worth 49 grand, which yield $370 a quarter. 809 shares of Coca-Cola worth 46 grand, which yield $340 a quarter. 331 shares of Kimberly Clark worth 45 grand, which yield $377 a quarter. 420 shares of Duke worth 44 grand, which yield $414 a quarter. 207 shares of Caterpillar worth 43 grand, which yield $230 a quarter. 666 shares of Southern Company worth 43 grand, which yield $440 a quarter. 232 shares of J&J worth 40 grand, which yield $246 a quarter. 311 shares of Starbucks worth 38 grand, which yield $140 a quarter. 590 shares of ExxonMobil worth 34 grand, which yield $513 a quarter. 247 shares of AbbVie worth 29 grand, which yield $321 a quarter. 548 shares of Leggett and Platt worth 26 grand, which yield $230 a quarter. 501 shares of Pfizer worth 21 grand, which yield $195 a quarter. 258 shares of Colgate Palmolive worth 21 grand, which yield $116 a quarter. 184 shares of Chevron worth 19 grand, which yield $247 a quarter. $16,069 of cash, which is sitting in the SPAC's money market account. That's just cash that's been coming in from dividends, similar to the other account. And finally, 397 shares of AT&T worth 11 grand, which yield $206 a quarter. Awesome, now let's jump into my dividend spreadsheet portfolio tracker to see a more consumable summary view of my Fidelity accounts, along with some graphs and dividend metrics. I just took a few screenshots of some of the important things to move this along as fast as possible. So the way my spreadsheet works is I have a page where you put in your transaction buys, sells, deposits, whatever, and the spreadsheet automatically adds in things like the logos, stock price, X date and pay date, dividend amount, CAGR, estimates, etc. You also get a bunch of graphs to look at your data based on dividend income by ticker or portfolio amount by sector or whatever, all of which updates automatically. You can either view everything by a specific account or you can view all your accounts, which is what I've selected here so you can see it all easily. I have a bunch of spreadsheet portfolio tracker tutorial videos on Patreon for my aristocrats and kings that sign up, and I'll also talk to you on my Dividend Discord chat server and a private voice chat if you need help out understanding how to use it. Anyways, some other pieces of data that are good to know are that my portfolio's average weighted dividend yield is about 3.3%, my portfolio's average weighted 3-year dividend compound annual growth rate is 7.65%, and my portfolio makes $82,224.98 of dividends each year about 50 grand of which I use to pay bills and the remaining 30-ish is planned as cash in the retirement accounts. I'll eventually do something with that cash, but for now I'm just watching things. Here's a handy tool you can use to track your dividend income as it comes in. It dynamically adds in new months as they happen and highlights what dividends are expected to pay out, so since it just hit August they're all zeros, other than T which I just entered because Fidelity is already processing it. You can see that most of the companies pay out quarterly, other than O which is paying monthly. This continually just keeps adding new columns each time there's a new month so that you can track your dividend income as time goes on. I'm just showing you a snapshot of the last six months here. So you can see I had about $8,600 of dividends in March, $6,400 in April, $5,400 in May, $8,600 in June, $6,400 in July, and just AT&T payments in August so far. You can see some of my newer positions in MO, PM, and JPM have less data since I bought them earlier this year in that video I did when I was in E-Trade called Watch me buy $450,000 of dividend stocks. That was one of my most popular videos. Anyways, continuing on, here's the sector breakdown of my dividend stocks. So you can see I have about 19.1% tech, 
3.7% financials, 9.6% consumer staples household goods, 8.7% consumer discretionary, 3.7% real estate, 8.6% consumer staples food beverages, 6% industrials, 7.4% utilities, 10.2% healthcare, 7% energy, 5.5% communication services, and 10.5% SIN stocks. I loosely look at the S&P 500 weightings to massage things in my portfolio. Here's a fun view of data that I show on my main spreadsheet stock page, and which I believe I was the first on YouTube to present in these formats, both breaking down dividend income down by year, month, week, day, and hour, and in less than some other videos I originally did, as well as show how my dividend income is estimated to grow year over year based on if I don't reinvest the dividends, which is the top line, or if I do reinvest the dividends, which is the bottom line. Leave me a comment down below if you know of any video of someone who did this before I originally did. Now, all this data is automatically updated in my spreadsheet based on your information you put in of how many shares of whatever stock you own, as well as what account you want to look at individually or in aggregate, which I'm showing here. We see that the yearly dividend income is at 82k a year, which is equivalent to 68.52 a month or $1,581 a week or $225 a day or $9.39 an hour. As I've mentioned in other videos, due to the great taxation of dividends, if you know what you're doing, your dividend hourly income has far more buying power than a wage hourly income. You can make over $100,000 a year in qualified dividends and not own any federal income taxes as a married couple if you don't also have wage income. So getting $9.39 per hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, even when you're sleeping or whatever, is equivalent to the buying power of over $30 an hour at a normal wage tax hourly 9 to 5 job. The top two lines really show the dividend snowball in action. Leave me a comment if you want me to make a video on the power of the dividend snowball. So again, the top one shows how my dividend income will grow when I'm just spending the dividends and not reinvesting them. So now I'm at 82k in dividends, and then next year I'll make 88k in dividends, assuming my various companies continue to increase their dividends as they have in the last three year average. And then two years from now I'll be at 95k in annual dividends, and then three years from now I'll be at 102k in annual dividends. And that growth is if I literally do nothing to spend all the dividends each year and I don't buy any new shares. The increases are merely coming from assumed dividend hikes. You can see how crazy things could be if those dividend increases continue. As in year 13, I'd be getting $214,000 a year in dividends. My spreadsheet goes up to over 30 years of these estimates, where the numbers get huge. The bottom line grows even faster, because it estimates what your income would be if it were taking the dividend income and buying more shares, rather than using that cash. In that case, looking at year 13, it shows I'd be making 360 dollars of dividends each year, all of which would be used to buy more shares. It's fun and motivating to see estimates like these, though I personally doubt all my companies will keep raising their dividends as aggressively as they have been. Here's a graph of these estimates I was just going over with you. So this is a chart of your estimated dividend income growing over time, assuming you drip them, which is the top red line, versus if you use the cash, which is the bottom blue line. You can really see the power of compounding, aka dripping, which is represented as the red line in this graph. You can visually see that if I was dripping my shares for 30 plus years and the companies kept increasing their payouts, my portfolio would literally be making millions of dollars a year. These graphs and numbers automatically update based on what account you're looking at in your portfolio. I know, someone out there is thinking dividends are irrelevant. Maybe, but it's pretty cool to me that my irrelevant dividends are paying for my mortgage and health insurance and I'm not selling any shares. I know, some of you heard that taxes are terrible. But I'm here to tell you, as someone who is actually living on dividends, that the taxation is awesome, if you know what you're doing. But hey, to each their own.
Just educate yourself, don't jump to quick conclusions, try different things and evolve over time as you want. It took me decades to get here, and had I known and lived the simple advice I've shared in this video, I'd literally have a portfolio at least double of what you see here, if not quadruple. You can do it. Now to restate what I opened the video with, I find it highly probable that we'll see a material correction in the market. Thus, I wouldn't be surprised to see my dividend portfolio fall down a large amount from its current overinflated peak. But I've learned that I'm terrible at predicting what the market will do, I've seen countless people who have tried to time the markets fail miserably. Much like Lynch's quote that far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in corrections themselves. Watch my video called Dividend Investors Don't Fear Crashes to hear my perspective on market crashes. Anyways, my hope for you is that you invest what you can afford to lose and that you keep investing in all market conditions after you have an emergency fund and you've paid off your bad debt. I also wanted to share some great news, which is that M1 has raised their referral bonus to $50 when new people open an account per their requirements. I'm not sure how long this will last, but if you don't have an M1 brokerage account, then the way it works is you click on my M1 referral link in the description of this video and then either open a brokerage account and fund it with $100 or open a retirement account and fund it with $500. Deposits which need to happen within 30 days of you opening the account. Then you need to keep your initial deposit inside the new account for 30 days from the date of deposit to get the free $50. It's basically free money, so consider starting that new growth or dividend portfolio that you've been thinking about. Now I'd like to shout out my latest Patreon aristocrats who have recently signed up. So thank you Gypsy, thank you Daniel V, thank you Grumpkins21, and thank you love to skimd As Patreon aristocrats, they gain access to my dividend portfolio tracker spreadsheet that I talked about in this video, and to multiple private channels on my Discord, including one where I let people watch my videos before I release them to the public as well as I often let you vote on which thumbnails I use for my new videos. Now a fun joke for the people who watch all the way to the end. A financial advisor calls his client on the phone. I have bad news and worse news, he tells him. Which would you like to hear first? The bad news, the client says. All your money will be gone in 24 hours, says the advisor. Oh my gosh, the client says, so what's the worst news then? Well, says the advisor, I should have made this call yesterday. <laughs> Okay, if you don't like that joke, then how about this dad joke? You know why they don't play poker in the jungle? Too many cheetahs. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid, I love it. If you appreciate this video, then please kill that thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. And I highly recommend that you join my free dividend discord investing chat server, which has thousands of people on it and is growing all the time. It's a great and free way for you to directly interact with other investors, or just watch what other people are chatting about if you're an introvert. Thanks for watching and clicking that like button. Stay positive and I'll talk to you again real soon. I am not a financial advisor and these videos are for entertainment, inspiration, and educational purposes only. Investing of any kind involves risk. I am only sharing my opinion with no guarantee of gains or losses on investments.